G'day you mob, Pete here, and this is another episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, today I have a GOSS episode for you where I sit down with my old man, my father, Ian Smithson, and we talk about the week's news, whether locally down under here in Australia or non-locally <laughs> overseas in other parts of the world, okay? And we sometimes also talk about whatever comes to mind, right? If we can think of something interesting to share with you guys related to us or Australia, we also talk about that in the GOSS. So, these episodes are specifically designed to try and give you content about many different topics where we're obviously speaking in English and there are multiple people having a natural and spontaneous conversation in English. So, it is particularly good to improve your listening skills. In order to complement that though, I really recommend that you join the podcast membership or the academy membership at aussieenglish.com.au where you will get access to the full transcripts of these episodes, the PDFs, the downloads, and you can also use the online PDF reader to read and listen at the same time, okay? So, if you really, really want to improve your listening skills fast, Get the transcript, listen and read at the same time, keep practicing, and that is the quickest way to level up your English. Anyway, I've been rabbiting on a bit, I've been talking a bit. Let's just get into this episode, guys. Smack the bird, and let's get into it. We'll start, and- I'm going to ask you about your recent holiday. Maybe we can talk about road trips. Road trips. Road yeah. Trip. You and mum recently escaped the grandchildren and children for we did, a good- Three and a bit weeks. Almost a month. Yeah. On the road again. Can't <laughs> wait, can't to, wait be to get on, on the road, road again. again. Yeah. So, how was it? Where'd you go? What did you do? Um, what did you see? What, a one sentence answer to yeah, all that, of that? that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do your best. It's just commas the whole way. Yeah. We went north. <laughs> so, which- Living where we live, um, you can't do anything else. <laughs> well, but, you can go south. But you can you go a little bit east. Or a, boat and or you go a lot west. But yeah. No, we. Um, I had a, a bird photography conference that I was uh, going to in the Gold Coast in southeast Queensland. Um, and for those of those who are not aware of where we live and Australian geography, that's about sixteen hundred kilometres. Mm-hmm. North, so a thousand miles, thousand miles yeah. north, about that. So, mm-hmm. you know, two to three days driving. You could do it in one. You just wouldn't be. You able could to do stop. it in one long one. It's two people driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and very very limited stops and to go. Very to the limited toilet. stop. Yeah, toilet just stops. Just one of those ones breaks. where you, you, you've already taken the um, bottles of drink and everything that you can then refill with piss <laughs> yeah, and yeah, throw yeah. out the window like yeah, truckies. Yeah, exactly. If you guys ever see plastic bottles on the side of the road with yellow contents, yeah, do not do open not them. Open them. <laughs> Don't touch them. <laughs> no, no. Well, we we weren't we weren't quite that fanatical about it. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. Imagine because, if you drop that to mum. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, "Did you bring a shiwi?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, the, how this conversation. We we just opened a beer. I've had one mouthful. Pete's clearly had excited. two. I'm excited to have you he back. He is. Huh? Yeah. But this has been a while because I've been away. So hang on, hang should, on. I'll fire up. Probably explain that joke. There's going to be a lot of people thinking, what did he say and why is he laughing? A she-we is a plastic device that women can buy, well, men can buy as well for women so that they can pee standing up. When they go camping. Yeah. So, it's, it's- Yeah. It's designed to allow women to be more Pee like in a men. bottle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know how we got onto that so quickly. <laughs> anyway, we'll just rewind and start this again. Yeah, don't tell mum about this. Yeah. this uh, so, episode. hey, Pete. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So, we went to uh, this conference in the Gold Coast. And rather than just flying up, um, spending a couple of days there and then coming home again, we decided, having not been away for more than just a couple of weekends for the last three years, that we'd spend a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we drove up through sort of central New South Wales um, and crossed over into uh, Queensland at the Gold Coast, spent a week at the Gold Coast, um, and a couple of days in Brisbane. Joe, your mum, has a cousin there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we went up to Lamington National Park. I say up because it's um, while it's actually almost due west of the Gold Coast, it is up in an altitude sense because yeah, okay. uh, it's um, yeah, montane um, semi-tropical rainforest. Mm-hmm. And stayed at a place called O'Reilly's, um, which your great grandfather claims to have been the first paying guest at a hundred years ago, or ninety six or ninety eight years ago, or something. I think the first <laughs> guest house was opened for paying guests. Might need a fact check on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think we can because what a yarn. Yeah, actually, your, your yeah. mum. Well, give we us there, the records. Went, yeah, went to the library. <laughs> they have a library in the guest house, oh, and really? they have all of their old guest books. Yeah, where's but number they one? They didn't have the original guest books in there. I think uh, they might have them in an archive somewhere, but yeah. they didn't have them publicly available. Too funny. Uh, but yeah, so, he was. Um, Apparent. This is your grandfather's father. He was a um, a friend of the O'Reilly family. So this is your no, ma- your mum's. Mum's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your mother's father's father mm-hmm. was a friend of the O'Reilly family who were uh, dairy farmers that moved up into the yeah. Lamington Plateau um, okay. in southeast Queensland. Uh, and started a uh, dairy farm there, but it's rainforest and it's a long way from anywhere and it's it's mountain territory, so it's really inaccessible. So mm-hmm. it was quite difficult for them to get their goods out uh, and to maintain a property with cattle on. So, uh, But what they were finding was um, that three or four years after they started the farm, um, Queensland government opened a national park there. <laughs> And they, uh, they- That'll be ours, thanks. Yeah, no, no, no. The National Park surrounds them and the, the actual O'Reilly's oh, really? guest house is still on private property ah, in the middle of the National Park. Okay. Uh, but what they found was as soon as the National Park was created, there were people who, you know, bushwalkers and people who wanted to come up and yep, check out the there. new National Park, but there was no infrastructure. So people were, you know, constantly asking them, can we stay on your property, camp mm-hmm. on your property and things. So eventually they set up a little camp down on the creek or by a creek there and- um, and then build a guest house, uh, and I think they opened that up in the 1920s, and wow. that's when your uh, great-grandfather claims to have been the first paying guest. So yeah. So, yeah, so we stayed there. It was your mum's birthday, and she'd never been there before, so obviously there's a big family history there, but she'd never been there before. I'd been there for a day trip yep. on a previous trip to the Gold Coast. So you hadn't stayed at the guest I house I hadn't place. stayed at you the guest house. I'd been, been there and it. done a few of the little walks and things mm-hmm. and um, checked out the birds and the view and stuff, but... Um, so we stayed there for three nights and then cut across from there into New South Wales and stayed at a little town called Tenterfield, mm-hmm. and which I'd wanted to go to. It's a sort of historic New South Wales inland town. Um, I'd wanted to go there for a while and I'd driven through it a couple of times, but literally not even stopped. 
uh, in the past. So we stayed there for a couple of nights. What was it um, about the place that was interesting and made you want to stop there? Um, mostly the uh, the number of old historic buildings that they've still got. Uh, yeah. One of the things that Australian country towns have traditionally done very well is that they've maintained their historic buildings. The main street in particular, The main right? street and yeah. some of the, you know, the sort of either old colonial mansions or pubs or yeah. and often some of the best buildings in these country towns are the post offices and the banks. Mm-hmm. The bank buildings are often no longer banks uh, because most of the major banks have moved out of small country towns with online banking being so prevalent you don't need to have a, a bank branch there. Uh, but those old bank buildings were built to look impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, banks in the 19th century uh, built the best-looking buildings in country towns and, in fact, in cities. So there's still a lot of really nice old bank buildings in major cities around the world, in fact, because it was a prestige thing. They wanted to look impressive. So, yeah. uh, so you wanted to see a bit of that. And then we went across the um, further out to the coast, back into the coast of northern New South Wales to a little place called Woolgoolga, Mm-hmm. Uh, where my cousin had just moved to and we were going to go and stay with him. But at the same time that we were going there, he had to go back to – he just moved there mm-hmm. and uh, he had a dentist appointment um, back in his old place on the south coast of New South Wales. So we didn't stay with Wouldn't him. Wouldn't you just move it? Yeah. Well, we'll no, find he, the local he, dentist? He, he couldn't because it's an ongoing dental problem. Uh, so, okay. So he had to go back to his original dentist. And this is a whole long yeah, story okay. of how that actually got screwed up and he didn't need to go in the end anyway. Because they were, but, what, continuing a procedure or something yeah, like that? exactly. Yeah, okay. So you don't want to have to find you a don't new want one to pick yeah, off where the old one- Exactly. Pick uh, up where the old one left off or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so we stayed out there and that was a beautiful place. Um, you know, for most, and I should say, for most of the time that we're away, it was raining, mm-hmm. as it has been in southeastern Australia for the last- month and a half. Well, what have we had? We've uh, had some sort of a, a lot of these Antarctic low pressure systems moving yeah. across. Like, I think we've had five, haven't we, repeatedly, yeah, one after repeatedly, the other yeah, in close exactly. succession. And so, um, we haven't had those highs come through yeah, to give the and I think yesterday nice warm weather. in Melbourne was the first day in June that got above 15 degrees. Mm. Which mm-hmm. hasn't happened for more than a hundred years. <laughs> As in, it hasn't been that low, or it, it hasn't, hasn't been, been that low. high. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't had that. I think the last time that we had fifteen days in a row in mm-hmm. June um, under fifteen degrees was nineteen thirteen. So, yeah, it is funny, isn't it? Trying to work out with this sort of stuff too. Is it how how tightly? correlated or related is it to climate change because mm. it's one of those things where climate change causes these events to become more frequent because you can't ever say any single event was because no, exactly. of climate change. and that's the whole point is that single events are weather yeah weather patterns over long periods of time is what climate is so yeah, you know, if we get if we get three or four or five of these in a 10-year period, then that's significant climate change. Well, and that's what's happened in, um, I think it was northern New South Wales and yes. southern Queensland, right, yeah. with the floods. They've had, uh, Lismore is the place that's been smashed the most, mm-hmm. and it's had three major floods in the last yes. few months. Three, right? three, one in a century. And one in a 1,000-year flood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which, which uh, the one in a 1,000 years actually isn't a real thing because- mm. Obviously, we haven't been recording those events for a thousand years to know that that's a statistical thing, mm-hmm. but it's just the the uh, point is that know, it's a lot more severe you extrapolate than a you yeah. extrapolate them that, you know, for the severity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, that is definitely related to climate change when you get to those sort of events happening three or four times in a year it's, rather than it's going to be so interesting century. to see what happens right with insurance companies because that was one of those things I'd never really thought about with climate change, but that we're going to have places, especially. Um, Hospitality venues and people's little businesses, 
mm-hmm. and probably even big businesses too, although they're probably more likely to be able to afford insurance. But we're going to have them under a lot more stress because all of a sudden they're going to be paying through the nose. Well, it's housing as well. Through, for uh, insurance for these in these places. Like, I can't imagine what it would be like if I tried to buy a house now in Lismore. I'm assuming the price would be very low. The insurance would be very high. You can't. They won't <laughs> insure them. Yeah, oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, we were talking to a couple of people in Tenterfield, in fact, who were from Lismore, yeah. uh, which is you know, reasonably close uh, to Tenterfield, not in a flood sense, but in a general, you know, it's two or three hours drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And they were saying that they are just going to have to rebuild somewhere else or move because- yeah. And that's not just them personally, but the you know, city. most of the people who are affected by those floods are not going to be able to get insurance. Yeah, uh, if they want to rebuild there. Yeah, yeah. So, effectively, the town is going to have to be moved. Yeah, isn't yes. it crazy? And Lismore's a reasonably large town. I don't yeah. know what the population of Lismore is, but- it's Sizable. A, yeah. Tens of thousands, yeah, I imagine. It's, yeah, it's not a few hundred people. Yeah. Hey, right. Siri. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you've got- <laughs> uh, It's in Portuguese, though, so I can't-, uh, I, can't <laughs> I can't- I don't know if you can tell. Lismore. Right. <laughs> I don't- I got, like, I've got my iPad sitting here, not my phone. Yeah, all got, good. I haven't got Siri You guys will have to that. find out Lismore's Yeah, find population. out the population of Lismore and let us know. Um, yeah, so from there, we, we actually were out at Wulgulga, uh, beautiful little um, beach place. It's sort of like- um, like a lot of places were when I was a kid uh, along the Victorian coast or up the New South Wales coast yeah. uh, that are now, you know, very big tourist places. Well, Goulga is still quite small. Um, and I think it's it's been allowed, allowed not in a permission sense, but it has managed to stay that way because it's close to Coffs Harbour, which is a large rural city. Um, it's sort and, of like Geelong, right? Yeah, it's and, yeah that sort of medium size. size. Nowhere um, near Sydney or no, Melbourne. It's yeah, an order yeah. of magnitude uh, smaller. And close to Byron Bay, which yep. is the rapidly <laughs> expanding you know, capital of the of the celebrity universe in Australia. I know. Um, I so saw his tiny apartment, I think, there was like uh, one and a half, yeah, two million yeah, dollars you when can't I was buy just anything having a look. For less than a million dollars. It's just the land is insane, right? Because everyone wants to go there and surf and live near the forest. Yeah, and and it's become the the place to be, that hippie celebrity lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. We don't Um, have to get vaccinated here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just get COVID at at a higher proportion than anywhere else. Um, So, yeah, so Wulgulga was great. It was the the highest temperature in New South Wales for two days, the two days that we were there, and it was beautiful and sunny. So What was that? 20-something? 22 degrees. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And the rest of the place that, was pouring. Fine. With, rest of the place is pouring with rain and fifteen degrees, um, or colder if you're up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And then we just drove up the Waterfall Way, which is a highway that runs from Coffs Harbour back inland up the mountains to Armadale, which is the highest city in Australia. Um, yeah, city as in again, it's a small rural city, but I think it's twenty something thousand people. But um, yeah, it's nearly a thousand meters. High, mm-hmm. uh, so it's up in the mountains, and so this highway that you know, it's, they call it a highway, but it's a you know two lane winding road most of the way, <laughs> um, goes past a whole lot of waterfalls. So we Beautiful. did lots of walks and things out there. Uh, I think I've seen some of your photos. So you yeah. must have been taking photos of those, um, right? Well, they were yeah the ones that haven't quite got to those. The ones that I've been putting up so far are on the way up. Yeah, because um, you're a massive fan of waterfalls. Well, photographers know, are, yeah, exactly. Landscape photographers yeah. are in general. Yeah, it's like right? a friend of ours who says, "I've never met a parrot I didn't like. I've never seen a waterfall that I didn't like." So. Yeah, 
yeah. they're always long exposures, right? This is where you need to be chucking that um, ND, is it ND filter the, yeah, in yeah. front of the camera to make it dark because you expose it for longer yes. in order to get that, um, that movement. Sort of milky water. In the uh, photo. Yeah, because frozen water in a waterfall doesn't actually look that attractive. No, it's true. Um, doesn't it? it looks a bit weird, right? Yeah. It's kind of like it's just drops and it wouldn't catch your eye the same way a, no, a nice no. sort of white yeah a 20 flow. about a 20th of a second is the is as close as you can get to what our vision would see the world like mm-hmm. um but most people want to slow it down even further so you get that sort of milky yeah true i guess anything from a quarter of a second if you look at a waterfall seconds. you'd have to drop your eyes to catch the water moving right as bubbles or as as like droplets you would mm. if you just look straight at the waterfall without moving your eyes yeah, or changing your yeah, vision individual water molecule particles are moving way too fast it would, they blur. it would just look like a blur yeah, yeah whereas if you i remember that going to big waterfall you probably see this at places like niagara falls or mm. those places where it's huge or you're very close to the waterfall yeah. if you look at the top and then follow it down or try and catch yes. yeah. the water as it's falling it does look so weird right you're kind of like Ugh. yeah 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 awesome. um, so and then we just yeah two more nights Got home. Um, yep. Spent a night with one of my cousins in Canberra, which is good to catch up with her and her husband, and mm-hmm. um, headed home. So, three and a half weeks travelling around the countryside. Travelled about 7,000 kilometres in that so time. Grey so, nomads. The grey nomads. You want to explain yeah. what that is? You feel like a grey nomad? <sighs> it's the old <laughs> gag. I feel like a 16-year-old when you can't have one. Mm. Um, yeah, well, you know, I'd, I would probably feel like a grey nomad if I did it for more than three weeks in a, in three years. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the the whole grey nomad thing is um, the the sort of cliched retirees who I not necessarily sell off their house, but the cliche is you sell off your house and buy a motorhome mm-hmm. um, or a caravan and then just drive around Australia. Just so grey as in grey haired and nomads as in having no home, no fixed so, address, no fixed address. Yeah. Mm. Does that lifestyle appeal to you at all you think if, um, if mum was dead and the rest of us were grown up and no longer you know we'd ostracize well, you, you when are you going to grow up you. <laughs> yeah. you'd just be like yeah nah tap out yeah. and, oh look i know. could i could do it um yeah i'm somebody who doesn't get lonely mm-hmm. um in a sense of being by myself i love how people who um, don't like so, other people say that yeah well, I, I like other people i'm i'm just I'm, not near me yeah, not around exactly. me not no, talking to me no. <laughs> i like them to be there think, in the background i think the the best way of describing my personality would be as an intimate extrovert introverted uh, extrovert or? no an intimate extrovert what does that, that mean you I take like, your clothes off at yeah parties. exactly no i like getting <laughs> i like getting close to a, a few people yeah. rather than being you know yeah i parties yes. typically bore me yeah because Every conversation is just fatuous. Um, yeah. Hi, how are you going? Good. What do you do? You know, is the next question. Oh, you mean if you don't For know anyone you there. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know it is annoying. You sort of like, I want to get- I'd rather have a dinner party a of a dozen person. people yeah. that you can have a decent argument it with. No argument. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> argument or discussion. What do you like? What do I not or, like? Yeah, and let's, yeah, tell, exactly. let's talk about it. Um, or, you know, discussion or, yeah. you know, you can have two or three little groups of people talking about things and doing whatever let's they want to in. do. Politics, religion and sex. Let's get started into exactly. the controversy. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> no one's related to me in terms of work here, right? <laughs> There's no HR. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I could do it, uh, but you know, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I love being around family as well. So it's yeah. never going to be an issue with well, we've got children and grandchildren, and the two of us. Oh, you can, Joe and you I, can take so. the grandchildren with you if you want to go for three weeks. I don't <laughs> think it'll be quite the same. Yeah. Oh, it'll be fun. You'd get to live yeah, you'd live fun. life through their eyes. Mm. <laughs> 
Oh, man. It is so funny how brutal at the moment Noah's gotten to that point of, Dada, Dada, Mama. Mm. And I'm like- Where's this going? Well, yeah. No, no. I'm like, who the fuck taught him this? This annoying tone. Uh, I'm like, where do they learn uh, this? Uh, with the uh, rising intonation at yeah, the end. The and whiny I'm, voice. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like- I, I was sitting there thinking about this and I'm like, is it just something that one kid started one day and it just <laughs> caught on because it works so effectively at getting you to be like, what, what, what with the dada, 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 that mama, mama. Yeah, and you guys will know. It's an attention you, seeker. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wonder what it's like in other languages. I, I don't think love it's any to different. Know. You I reckon? I don't think it's any different. Yeah. I, I would love to know if it has that rising intonation no matter what the language is. You guys mm. will have to let me know. Does that happen in your language? When your kids or, you know, kids that you know- Speak to parents and say your name or say dada and mama and grandpa. Do they have that rising inflection at yeah. the end? Is that something that is no. above the order of language, right? It, it's at a communicative level where mm. that rising intonation is is much more important than the specific language, right? Yeah. I think so. It'd be well, funny I- if one kid's running around just going, mama. mama. <laughs> That's how they get attention. The in Russian one. Some- mama. Yeah. <laughs> Mama. I don't think you get much attention with that. You, yeah. So, to get attention, it has to be annoying. Yeah. And yeah. and the fact that there is- It's this, the crying and the screaming. Yeah. It's <laughs> that inherent annoyance of that high-pitched whiny sound. Yeah. Um, that it, and I don't think the rising intonation is necessarily deliberate. No. I think it starts at a normal level, and in order to be annoying, it's got to rise. Well, you wonder <laughs> so, if every single child stumbles upon it independently. So, they say, Mama- Hmm. Or mama, yeah, and then they finally realise ah, it's this one that gets the reaction. So I'll just you know subconsciously I'll just keep using this one all the time. Exactly. Or is it something that they go to daycare and they learn from all the other kids yeah. who interact with their parents in front of them? Because there is so much in terms of language that Noah brings home, and I'm like, you didn't get that from me. No, like, we speak no. we speak in Portuguese here, and you know, hearing him using auxiliary verbs already, you're just like, what? Like. What did they say the other day? I do like it. And yeah. you're like, that's a really complicated grammatical kind of structure. It is, of, of, rather than I like it. Yeah. yeah. It, well, you're emphasizing the fact that something is true when the other person has suggested it isn't. Yes. So, if you were to say to Noah, you don't like chocolate. And he says, no, I do like chocolate and mm. emphasizes it, puts the stress there. You're like, the, the level of complexity that it would take to nail that. Uh, if you were learning a language at a, uh, later in life, that would take a year, two years, yes. you know, to, to get really good at being able to intuit that and not have to think about it. And he's picked that up but in- a two or three Two year or old, three years, yeah. And, yeah, they can do it very quickly. It's yeah. insane. But it's funny that it's only certain situations. So, you will notice him saying things like replying with the wrong auxiliary verb. Have you had dinner? I do. And you'll be like, ha, you just made a grammar mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and look, I have. I have. The kids- also pick up the sort of amazing um, ability to understand puns and irony and stuff really mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, I mean, yesterday, you know, you know, we know we had you know, Noah at our place and uh, we had his cousins there as well, Isabel and Finn. And Isabel, who's a bit older, um, and they were cooking. You know, Joe decided that she was going to make pikelets, which are little pancakes. Savoury pancakes, yeah, kind of like Cold They've got pancakes. salt in them. Yeah. And... Um, and she was going. She said, "Can I break the egg?" And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll help you do that. She picked up the egg and said, "Let's get cracking." <laughs> and she knew it was funny. 
So <laughs> she's four. <laughs> yeah, she's four. And she knew that oh, was funny. Man, that's crazy. You wonder, though, is that the kind of thing that they've heard in a TV show? Well, she's they, heard like, the term. She's heard it somewhere else. She's heard the let's get cracking yeah, means let's start. Yeah. Um, but she's put it together. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's oh, so kids God. pick these things up really quickly. So. It is astonishing. But I guess, yeah, it's one of those things easy to be overwhelmed thinking, wow, children learn so quickly. But- I don't know, guys, like, to tell you the truth, on a day-to-day basis, the amount of things I have to correct and the amount of times, Noah, how do we ask? Oh, yeah. Please, Dada, can I have some? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, you pick up all this other grammar, like, you can Mm -hmm. say things like, I do like it, Mm -hmm. but you can't remember to say please. We have this interaction, like, 50 times a day. And and not only that, you you can't actually speak. He speaks two languages, (laughs) but he he can't speak either of them when he responds to you. Or he mixes them. Yeah. yeah. Do you want this? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I care I care Oisu I care Oisu, and you're like yeah. wrong wrong pronunciation, and half of it's English, <laughs> the other half's Portuguese. Uh, yeah, pick a language, mate. Yeah. Anyway, it is good fun. Mm. But, so yeah, the road trip that was good. It you, was. How soon do you feel like going? Do you, do you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh man, I'm so fucked. I'm so glad it's yeah. To you an do. End. Yeah, well, the way we do it too is you typically you never spend more than you know one or two nights. Say mm-hmm. never. We'd spent three nights at <laughs> Lamington because that was a special treat for your mum's birthday. Um, and a week at the Gold Coast, but that was wrapped around the conference. So, mm-hmm. um, but everywhere else, it was one or two night stands, and that can be tedious. Of, yeah, you know, the, just constantly moving. The, yeah, unpacking and packing and stuff. Now we were we weren't camping; we were staying in motels. So, yeah, uh, which makes it a little bit easier. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, all you're doing is just packing up your bags and going again. But cheeky little uh, financial flex there, Dad. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we went camping. We were staying yeah. in hotels. No, no. <laughs> we, I actually do like camping, but it would have been seriously tedious camping with the way we were going yeah. because it was so wet. Well, and it's nice to go places and just be like, and we can just open the door and everything's ready. You yeah. don't have to like Which set the tent up, I'm open everything in up, the and camper van idea of mm-hmm. yeah. I like camping if you're going to stay for a few nights and you can set up the campsite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overnight stuff, I can't be bothered packing and unpacking tents every day. 